Hey guys, we're back with our review of Late Night. Now, this is a comedy uh, that was actually written by Mindy Kaling, who stars in the movie as well with Emma Thompson. And it follows a late night talk show host played by Emma Thompson. And she teams up with a new staff writer to help save the show that she's currently on. It's in the process of being taken over by another, co another host, actually. Yes, they're going to actually take... Emma Thompson's character Catherine out mm -hmm. and put in another comedian that's kind of more crude. More crude and all more also more like in the know with the young millennials mm -hmm. and everything. And a lot of this is because she has on these hosts or these guests that are people that she likes but no one else really cares for, or, yeah. or people people that she wants to get more exposure to the younger crowd that watches a show like hers. I think there was like a couple that were like scientists and mm -hmm. all these other people. So they're not really, they're interesting people, but they're not really fit for late night television. I think they, the way they said it was boring people. Yeah, that's the best way to put <laughs> it. But, and now this is supposed to be like kind of a satirical approach to the whole late night talk show aspect. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, it is funny. It just doesn't really feel like it's as biting of a commentary as it should have been. Like, there should have been more edginess to it. Yes. I kind of, I don't know, I went into this expecting a lot because, you know, Mindy Kelling's pretty good. I, even though I haven't seen The Mini Project or um, was she from originally? Uh, the, the Office. office. Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched both of those, but I actually like her. She, I do too, I yeah. think she's a really good and great comedian and actress. Emma Thompson, I love. Yeah, she's terrific here. She's very Oh, I love her hairstyle. <laughs> I gotta say, her hairstyle and her clothes, they're very nice. Yeah. But it didn't work for me. And I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that they tried to incorporate so much that's going on right now and mm -hmm. so much that is being talked about, not just on late night TV, but also on Twitter and... Because Emma Thompson's character doesn't do social media at all. No. But then they're like, oh, you have to to stay relevant, to actually be um, popular with the people that watch your, sh your kind of show. Mm -hmm. And like, it, it's almost too much like, here are the basic stuff that is popular. Here's all the stuff that is you know, attractive to the younger crowd. But they don't really say anything beyond that. Like, it, it's, it's there for jokes, but it's not really there for something that is as clever as it should have been. Yes. Like, I, I can actually see this... I was thinking about this. I can see this being more of a TV show than I could mm -hmm. of a movie. It would actually, if they did it as a TV show, or at least a mini TV series... Sure. It will be really cute, and it will do very well. But even with Mindy Kaling's character, it, her development went really fast. It did, because she's this comedian, and she also does... Like, what the job that she was doing before... You forgot? She was in a lab. Oh, yeah, she yeah. She was in a chemistry lab. That, that's right. She was the technician. Or mm -hmm. she was something... Or no, she was in a plant. She yeah. was in a plant. And well, no, it's a lab. No, yeah. <laughs> and she emphasizes it's a lab. Mm -hmm. You know, she's this... Lives by herself. Or lives with, with her... her aunt and uncle. Aunt, aunt and uncle and, like, her cousin, I guess. Yeah, I don't know who that little girl that would pop up, I think, twice in the movie. And mm -hmm. they didn't explain her character, so yeah. I got confused. Yeah, there, there are so many side characters that they just kind of introduce and then shove, and mm -hmm. then shove off. And, you know, when she walks in, she's pretty much the only woman in the staff and also the only person of color in the staff. And so there's that commentary. And I think a lot of that might have had to do with the fact 
that's probably what she experienced when she first entered the business was when she walked in somewhere it's like oh it's all white men mm-hmm. and you know there's no women there's no people of color and so it but it's all very obvious like it's all yeah. all the all the uh, jabs it takes it's all very obvious it's well not, it even does that in the trailers too yeah, yeah how they were saying or she was saying something about um she didn't get the job because of her color mm-hmm. it wasn't you know basically they were playing the race card this whole time but the thing is the race card can go both ways and i've experienced that myself mm-hmm. you know it, it really can go both ways is it that your race is against them because you think that their race is against you or are they really racist against you, whether it's racism or sexism? Mm-hmm. But in this one, it she kind of plays that a lot, but then if she plays it in reverse, where it's, well, you think I got this because of this, and I know you guys are, mm-hmm. but that's not why I got this. And But in reality, it's really because they're looking for a woman, mm-hmm. and she was practically the only one that was, in a way, qualified. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and I think a lot of this also has to do, like, I mean, there's a reason why they hired her. Mm-hmm. And I know of stories where that has happened, or I've heard of stories, but a lot of it also, I think, might be bogus, too. Yes. Like, it, it just, see, I, I, I think that's just a broad generalization of why certain people are hired. Or, well, like, mm-hmm. you go to Twitter, like, oh, I'm hired because I'm this color. Well, or and I'm, the thing I don't think a lot of people realize is every company, they actually have a certain standard that they have to meet. That's why they ask for your race and your sex mm-hmm. when, when you do the applications. Yeah. Even though you can voluntarily not respond, you know, say that um, I don't wish to answer the question or whatever, mm-hmm. um, that you do have that option, but they need to have certain percentages of male and female and yeah. also certain percentage of races yeah. that represents it. So they need to have that cultural diversity in mm-hmm. there. And a lot of people don't understand there actually is a standard that the companies have to meet. Mm-hmm. But if you have a lot that are this race then you know automatically okay well we can't hire anybody else of that race because you already met you we've met that quota of whatever percent now we have to include in all the the other races Mm -hmm. but i think this could have been as edgy more edgy than it was because it just it almost feels like it could have just gone for like um an over-the-air network TV sitcom mm-hmm. as opposed to something that, say, appears on FX or Showtime. Yeah. You know, something that's more, like, it can actually go for that edginess as opposed to, like, okay, we're on network TV, we got to play it. So, even though this is R-rated, mm-hmm. this is R-rated. But I it, don't know how. But it just feels very light. I mean, there's some language here and there, but it still yeah. just kind of feels light Barely in its feet. It doesn't, it doesn't really feel like, you know, they're going for... This is not, like, network or the newsroom or other movies or TV shows where they actually go for that edginess or they poke fun at certain subjects in network TV or, you know, network news or mm-hmm. something like that. You know, this just feels like broad generalization. Okay, let's insert some jokes here. And some of the jokes are actually really good. Yes. Some of the jokes are actually, like, there, are, there are some ones that is actually, there's a great movie in this okay movie. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I guess I'm waiting for it to be the great movie that I was hoping for it to be, but it's just like, it just stayed okay the entire time. See, I I do appreciate and I liked that this movie tackled a lot of different subjects. Mm-hmm. You know, what happens when you grow old in an industry like this with, you know, late night talk shows. What what can happen? Mm-hmm. You're, what, when your ratings drop, what can you do to help bring it up? You have to keep relevant. How are you going to keep relevant? Yeah. Um, it tackles a lot of diversity and 
sexual harassment within the workplace. Mm -hmm. And it also tackles the changes that get made from the different hosts. So like mm -hmm. back in the day when I think it was um, like Conan O'Brien was taking over for Jay Leno on the Late Show or the Tonight Show or something like that. And then there was that huge like, oh, Jay Leno wants to come back and then this and, you know, so it, it kind of shows that too. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, th there are some good performances here. I Like we said, Emma Thompson is just terrific in yes. this movie. Like this is definitely her, definitely, she makes the movie enjoyable in a lot of sections. Mm -hmm. And Minnie Cowling's actually a lot of fun here too. She is. She is a lot of fun here. I don't know if Emma Thompson and Minnie Cowling kind of meshed well. Together, not really. Off enforced. Yeah, not really. It, it didn't really see because I I think Emma Thompson's in her own movie. Everyone else is like in a different movie. Yeah. And so that's where it falters. It's like, you know, it has a great performance, but then everyone else is just like trying to keep up with Emma Thompson. And there are some people that work well with her, like when she's in the staff room and when she's doing all the other things. But it's like, I think for a whole movie, it just it needed more. I I think like I said, this could have been a TV series and it would have probably worked better at, than it does a movie. And then it, I think it actually would help develop the side characters a little bit more that are mm -hmm. important. Like Je um, John Lithgow was actually M. Thompson's husband and yeah. very brief on him. Mm -hmm. Very, very brief. I had no clue what was going on, who he was, what had happened, and it's, it, I mean, it, they explain a little bit of it later on, but yeah. I kind of want a little bit more on yeah. some of the characters. It almost seems like for John Lithgow's character, like he's there and they try to pull like a sympathy card for him or something like that, mm -hmm. but then it doesn't really go beyond that. And I love John Lithgow, I think he's a great actor, but I think that if you really want me to appreciate his character and actually get more emotion, you know, yes. for everything that's going on with him, it just they don't really do a whole lot they just kind of introduce him and then there and there are some things that happen later on i'm not going to get into but that concern the characters but it's like you know they don't really go deep into his character to really um make feel you love for, or hate. yeah make you feel for him and mm -hmm. what he's going through when something happens so i think this one is a major letdown for me i was really yeah. looking forward to this one um but i love emma thompson i think minda cowling's pretty good in here um, I'm saying a five. I'm getting a little bit higher. I'm giving it a little bit of a six because they did make some parts work a little bit, mm -hmm. even though I was very disappointed with this. Yeah. I'll, I don't. I don't know because so Alan, our other movie friend, yeah. that we um, he this is the second time he watched it, mm -hmm. mainly because the first time he watched it there was so much laughter he couldn't hear the dialogue, and in this one I didn't hear as much laughter. I mean there were laughter mm -hmm. but not to the point where I can't hear what's going on. Yeah. So I wonder what crowd this appeases to more of. Yeah, I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know who this really caters toward, who, who like will actually enjoy this more. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, we when we went to go see it, there's a pretty good mix of people. Yep. Now, some of the media people, they seem to understand more the, um, the lingo and all the stuff that was happening than we would, obviously, because mm -hmm. that, that's their industry. And... But it doesn't really, I think it might be catering more toward them and making the jokes more toward them than it does for like, oh, you know, for the people that don't know, here's what it is and here's how we can make it funny. And if you have to explain a joke, then that's really then, not then, yeah, 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 that, that is true. But, <laughs> but I mean, even for, like I said, shows like The Newsroom, they were able to actually get you inside to what a newsroom is like and mm -hmm. not... And not exactly, I still have to watch that, by the way. Yeah, it's a great show. Not exactly dumb it down for the viewers, but make it to where people in it's the news... It's relatable. 
yeah, make it more relatable. People in the news industry can see everything, you know, relate to everything that's there. People who don't work in the news industry can actually relate to the characters mm -hmm. and relate to some of the things they go through. Even though it's very much like an Aaron Sorkin project, um, it's still a good show. This one doesn't really seem to have its own voice. No. It, I mean, like you said, it looked like I'm watching two movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right from Redbox. Don't, don't waste yeah. your money. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's rare for me to say that. I think I've only probably said it twice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I don't think this is something that's really worth watching at a movie theater. Yeah. I think this is more something that you would be watching at home, laying around, you know. I mean, this was released by Amazon. This could have been a direct-to-Amazon Oh yeah, I forgot it streaming. is for Amazon. Yeah. yeah, and even though they've been able to get more of their films into more theaters as opposed to like Netflix, mm -hmm. this one feels like it could have gone straight to Amazon, and it wouldn't have made much of a difference in terms yeah. of like, you know, who is going to appeal to, um, how much word of mouth is going to get, and everything. So it's just, yeah. You know, I'm wondering. Mm -hmm. uh, Rotten Tomatoes. What score did they get? They gave eighty. I'm wondering how many of those reviews are like, yeah, it's fine, you know, like, it's like the very low um, positive well, score. Audience score is 82, tomato meter is 80, hmm. so yeah. I really wouldn't. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, that's Rotten Tomatoes, and I don't mm -hmm. know how much of it is like, oh yeah, this is five stars, this is four stars, this is, you know, that. I think a lot of it ha might be like three stars or... Um, well, I don't think they have three stars and no stars. They only have tomato and splat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Rotten Tomatoes, it's it's just an aggregate of all these critics that like it or well, hate yeah, it. I and so, I don't know. I, I think, yeah, like I said, maybe people see more out of it than we did. Because, yeah, I didn't really see what a lot of the hubbub was for. So, here's one. Um, am I allowed to say that they are? Yeah, oh, yeah, I'll say his name, Adam Graham. From Detroit News. Yeah, there's a great movie in here somewhere, but Late Night Needs Another Pass through the writer's room before going to air. That's, that's exact. yeah. Yeah, I didn't even know, I didn't even see that review until just now, so I'm not copying Adam Graham, I just, yeah, that, that's pretty much how I feel. And I just looked at Rotten Tomatoes and looked at the splats. <laughs> <laughs> wait for Redbox, wait for Amazon, because probably once it goes to um, home video, it'll just go straight to Amazon, like, the day it releases or something. Yeah. So wait for that. Um, yeah, but thank you guys again for joining us, and be sure to check out our Facebook page, Popcorn and a Movie Podcast, and we'll see you next time. Bye!